When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Uh, man, eventful morning. My phone's blowing up about U.S. gymnastics. Apparently, uh, some drama there. But our show must go on. So let me bring on our, our next guest here, Michael Lucas, the principal and CEO of Truemark Investments. Uh, new guest, new perspective. We always try to bring you new perspectives on this show. Mike, good morning. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, let's start with this. You are uh, in the tree market is an issuer of, uh, of actively managed ETFs. Um, that not that it's ever quote unquote easy, but talk us, talk us about that environment right now, the actively managed environment right now, because you've got, you know, other active managers getting sprinting away from China at the moment. Right. Uh, it's there's a lot of stuff out there. What, what is the environment for you for you right now? Well, I think uh, where we sit, you know, we've got some good funds for the current environment. We've got one that's uh, in AI and deep learning, which I would argue is probably, you know, if you're, you've got a secular growth portfolio, a good place to be in the face of inflation. Um, we've also got uh, a div- an equity income fund, dividend growth fund that, um, you know, from an active standpoint, has some significant advantages over the passive funds that are, are chasing down dividends and, and yield investors. So we feel pretty good about where we sit. Um, you know, certainly I think the market's pretty fluid. We're going to see a lot in the next day or two. We're seeing China get beat up. We're seeing yeah. inflation here. Inflation. You know, I wouldn't even say that inflation is here, but we're seeing you know the market react differently to it uh, depending on the week. So you know, I think active investing has some distinct advantages right now, depending on your asset class. Uh, and certainly over the past you know three to six months, you've seen the ability to switch back and forth from that that quote unquote great rotation that lasted a month and a half, you know, after waiting, after waiting, uh, after waiting for, for 10 years, right? right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I think being, uh, the, the ability to stay on your toes and the ability to, uh, to really focus on, on quality and secular growth names within concentrated portfolios has really voted well for us. Yeah. Uh, the value is, was, uh, winning, but if you blink, if you blinked, you missed it. Uh, <laughs> right. unfortunately. that was a quick train. Yeah. Real, real quick train. Uh, okay. Uh, wait. So you mentioned inflation, so let's talk about that. Not so much about you know you know going forward and whether it's here or transitory. We we don't really care. I don't really care about that. I, I care about uh, positioning for it. Right. Mm-hmm. So you've got you know a fund that that is is an an inflation hedging instrument. Explain exactly how how that works, and generally speaking, how investors or traders can can hedge for inflation. 
Well, look, you know, there, there's a couple of different ways you can attack it depending on what your goal is. And, and when we say inflation hedge, we're talking about the asset class and, and you know, there's not a, a particular mechanic in it that, that hedges out inflation. But the idea that, look, you, you have chances to be in asset classes that are better prepared to handle inflation uh, or an increasing rate environment, which may be the result of inflation, uh, we'll, we, we're yet to see on that. So you know, when we look at the secular growth example, the secular growth argument for this. And I think it was, um, you know, Howard Marks said in the last five or six months, he said, you know, it just may be possible the best hedge against inflation is secular growth. And so when we see that great rotation, we see everybody run from growth, uh, wholesale and shift into yield, shift into value. But, you know, to use an old phrase, it's throwing the baby out with the bathwater. So when you look at secular growth, you look at these companies that have accelerated into uh, the pandemic, through the pandemic, and now outside the, you know, out of, as we, we evolve out of the pandemic, their fundamentals are still accelerating. They're still growing. So we're in a low rate environment, right? We've been in a low rate environment for a long time. If we've got inflation, and even if the Fed moves, we're not going to be in a high rate environment. We're still going to be in a moderately low rate environment, relatively low rate environment historically. So you're going to need growth to help offset that inflation. And for us, some of that secular growth really resides in tech still. And, you know, if we look at what the, the equity markets have done over the past 10 years, the bulk of that growth, that, that performance has been concentrated in FANG. And so, you know, where is the next FANG? What are you, where are we looking for the next household names, the next tech segments that are defensive? So I don't look much farther than things like cybersecurity, right? Whether yeah. you're working from home, whether you're working in the office, whether you're just surfing on your, your iPhone. I think, you know, there's some malware on the iPhones recently. Cybersecurity is not going away. You know, the, the shift to a digital economy is not going away. And you see the fundamentals accelerate for all these companies right on through when you see the Zscalers and the CrowdStrikes and the Octas, um, you know, and Sentinel now. So you've got some names in that segment that I think are going to be pretty strong through, you know, usually takes a quarter or two of earnings to show which stories are secular and which stories are just that story stocks. And so we're starting to see the dust settle on some of these after the rotation and uh, realize what's secular, what isn't. I mean, you'll see it in um, a couple of names that we really like are, are Unity and Roblox. Um, you know, the, the transition to... AI and uh, VR and AR and yeah. you know 3D, that's real. And it's not just in gaming. You know, this is transitioning into medical and, and construction and and lots of places that are, are going to be a very fertile market for it. So again, it takes a, it takes a quarter or two. Uh, and as you see these secular stories start to stretch their legs, they'll differentiate themselves from the other tech growth stories and their places to be uh, in the place in the face of inflation, because you're going to need that growth. You, there's, there aren't too many yield instruments that are going to bump you up enough to account for a rise in rates or uh, you know a nice spike in, in inflation, whether it be transitory or not. But right? you can un you can understand why somebody would, would look at a, a Roblox or a Unity and 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 roll their eyes because they're like, really? I just got flossed in these two, right? I mean, tech w had this ridiculous run and. Then for then it then it, it you know rotated away from the money came out a little bit and you know now we're sort of just at least in unity going sideways for a while here but like somebody could just look at this and just oh I I already got hosed here you know what I mean like yeah. why why would I want it again 
Yeah, because, you know, they got hosed by the, the rotation, right? And the rotation, I think we all agree, is sort of ended um, or completed itself and was mostly model-driven anyway. So what you've essentially got here is you've got to take one or two at most sort of three earnings cycles and these secular growth stories prove out, okay? When you see the the fundamentals and the earnings accelerate, I mean, last quarter, I think we had over 90% of the portfolio beat on sales, right? Almost 90%, like 87% beat on EPS. So when you start to see these, these stories accelerate, investors start to realize that these trends, they're not just um, pandemic-driven trends, right? They're not lockdown-driven trends. They're not work-from-home-driven trends. They're trends that existed prior to the lockdown. The lockdown accelerated them, and now they're going to come out. We're going to see the same thing as they report. You know, they come through earnings cycle here in the next, uh, you know, call it what handful of weeks as they all come in and report. You're going to see additional increase in guidance. You're going to see additional beats. You'll start to see these stories lengthen out. So you may look at it and say, I got beaten up. But at the same time, you've got to realize, yeah, I got beaten up by bad timing. I got beaten up because the first couple of months of Q1 were, were a model-driven rotation to a large degree. We're done with that. And I think as this starts to stretch out, sideways isn't a bad place to buy uh, when the air's been out a little bit. And as these earnings cycles work through, we're going to see that come to fruition. I just pulled up a couple of your funds, the the LRNZ uh, and, and the, the DIVZ. The LRNZ is your, your AI and deep learning, and your DIVZ is your uh, Loval, um, well, it's in the name, right? Div, right? <laughs> Loval <laughs> equity income, right? Dividend. Uh, so, uh, and, and you, I know you have a couple more funds. You have an ESG fund. Um, mm. I, I guess, like, looking forward to uh, looking at the rest of, of this year, uh, the back half of this year. So, you know, you're talking about this this rotation taking a couple of earning cycles, uh, but but you believe growth will 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 come back. And sideways is not the worst time to buy, which is basically what we've seen. Um, our, we were talking to our last guest though, just about the fact that the S and P's and the Nasdaq are every day, every other day is a new is a new high, and the rest of the market does not reflect that. Um, mm-hmm. And our last guest uh, was talking about his cash position you know it's chop 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 right uh and he's trying to just the best way to avoid that chop he said is just staying cash um so how do you think about about that right now well you know why is chop such a bad thing unless you're trading on a daily basis uh so staying in cash sure cash is safe if we are i mean look we've all gone we've gotten gas or groceries or whatever reason inflation is here whether they raise rates or not, you're not going to beat inflation sitting in cash. So how long? Tactical management's really hard. Okay, really hard. And the people that get it right, congratulations to them. Been in the market long enough to realize that tactical management is a tough road to hoe. It's always tough to time the market. So when you're timing it, you know, to me, it's not going to cash. It's it's moving into secular growth. Or if you look at Div Z, for example, right, you're moving into equities that. Um, are, are showing dividend growth. I mean, like, like banks and money centers have massive cash positions right now, right? They're, they're looking for a reason to come out and, and increase those dividend yields. You've got Morgan Stanley already increased its dividend 100% year over year. Uh, that's not going to be an uncommon scenario. Big farmers the same way. There are lots of names out there that are healthy. And it's important that you get in and dig into those fundamentals. 
understand where over-leveraged balance sheets reside, understand where large, healthy, free cash flow resides. And I think DFZ, as a, you know, again, as a concentrated fund, I mean, we're talking about 25 to 35 names here. You have things like Cisco, right? No one in, in the day thought of Cisco as a great dividend paying stock. But Cisco has done just fine for the past 20 years as a nice dividend. And they're going to benefit no matter whether or not people are working from home, working. They're going to benefit more if people are split between working home and working in the office, you know, the hybrid model. So there are great names out there that are worth being in, whether your, your idea is simply growth or your idea is growth and income. Um, and I've never believed in going to cash. I mean, unless you have some signal that tells you the world's about to end. Uh, the reality is that historical precedents, and we see a lot of technical analysis these days, historical precedents, they're kind of, they're jumping ship a bit, right? I mean, we're decoupling from historical precedents because we've never been in a low rate environment this long, right? We've never seen a world that has more access to instantaneous information and more access to trading. And we've never seen an equity market that's more addicted to growth. I mean, that 10-year wait for the value rotation lasted a month and a half to two months, right? And now we're back. And whether it be crypto, whether it be, um, you know, different secular trends in tech or, you know, investing for dividend and growth. I mean, the reality is that we're always going to come back to growth because the market's built that way now. And we could argue for different reasons why it's built that way now. But when you look at the two biggest wealth generators in the world, it's real estate and equities. All right, so one more for you, Mike. You, you you like growth, but how do you separate the good growth from the bad growth? Because everything that was growth was ripping, you know, yeah. in, into January and February, right? Uh, and so you singled out uh, Roblox and Unity. Uh, why, why? What is so special about those two? Or and cybersecurity, which I, I don't even know if I would call growth really. Um, uh, what's so special about those, and how do you separate the good growth from the bad growth? There's a lot of bad right. out there. Yeah, I mean, you've got to look at a couple of things. I mean, if I really had to distill it down, I would say it lands in sort of three silos that you've got to you've got to take a look at. First is fundamentals acceleration, right? So if you're seeing earnings, or revenue growth, sales growth, you know, those are important to growth stories. Your earnings, you know, we know that particularly in tech, earnings can be hit or miss in terms of you know the actual underlying growth story because they're spending into that growth. Now. When you talk about revenue and, and sales, you're talking about customer adoption. Okay, so customer adoption is huge. And then you got to look at the runway. So with customer adoption, what people don't really get is, is the cost of switching, right? So switching cost means that in tech, when a company implements a certain technology, there's like an ecosystem that grows up around it. And for them to switch out of that technology, there's cost. And, and there's there are moving parts in that that they don't want to jump into lightly. So when you see a lot of these SaaS providers, you know, get into certain firms, they're going to be there for a while. So customer adoption is a huge signal uh, as to whether or not that that trend is going to continue or that company is going to become a secular company. And then we've got to realize that like secular growth, particularly in tech, that may be the new defensive play. No, I'll debate all day long. No one can say that we're not migrating to a more tech heavy or more digital heavy society and in, in, in global economy. That comes with it a wave that is going to affect a lot of tech segments. And so, you know, I say again, when people say, well, why, you know, why, why do you think uh, Okta is, is a category killer? I'm like, well, when's the last time you 
trying to get into your phone or your bank account or your computer. I mean, all this account authentication is running basically through Okta, right? So there, there are plenty of stories out there that we, we use every day. Um, and we've got to realize that those aren't just, you know, those aren't momentary trends. Those are long-term trends and they're going to keep accelerating. So you look for that customer adoption, look for the runway. Unity, I mean, Roblox uh, and Unity basically split the 3D gaming market 50-50, right? Two different ways to attack it. Now, Roblox in the near term probably is going to have a higher sales uh, stream, a higher revenue stream, or growth at least. Unity in the long term, Unity is breaking into medical. It's breaking into construction. I mean, think about the uses for 3D, AR, VR, uh, and cost savings and, and efficacy of, of you know, different uh, build outs. So, you know, when you think about trends like that, I mean, you look at PATH, like look at UiPath. Path has launched, uh, you know, a way for people that are unsophisticated when it comes to coding to you know, run automations that it's when it takes, it's going to it's going to essentially change the application of AI for the common user. And right now it's just sort of swimming out there on the fringe and no one's really talking about it. But these are trends that are game changers. And so these are the types of markets you can find those and go after those and understand that those stories are accelerating. Um, and then from an active management standpoint, we have the ability to hunt these down and chase them. And, you know, I think concentrated portfolios of good secular growth stories are going to be a fantastic hedge against inflation once the dust settles. Michael Lucas is the principal and CEO of Truemark Investments. They got several actively managed ETFs. Uh, different perspective than our last guest, and we appreciate that, Michael. Thanks for the time today. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, it is 916. Here's what we're going to do. I mentioned this yesterday. David Green is out this week doing his boot camp. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to end this stream. We're going to do live trading with the Benzinga gang into the open. We got uh, Mitch Hotch, uh, Ryan Faluna, uh, Zunaid Suleiman. Uh, I'll be there as well. Uh, and that's what we'll do for the next hour or so uh, till about 1030 Eastern time. So I'm going to hop off on this stream. This stream will end. It will redirect to the live trading stream, which uh, I don't know. It should have already started by now or they're about to start. Uh, so with that being said, thanks to both my guests today, Michael Lucas and JC Perrette. Thanks to all of you in our chats. Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Smash the like button, please, and thank you. I would appreciate that. And let me just, before I end, let me just make sure that they are live so I can uh, end into them because this stream will redirect. Um, Looks like they're going live in a moment. All right, I'm going to end this stream live trading with Benzinga starting right now. Uh, with the whole gang and um, you know that basically just everyone comes to it with their own ideas for the morning and you can just trade with us and and watch us walk these setups and find stuff in Benzinger Pro to trade. All right, everyone have a good rest of your day. Good luck at the open. See you on the next stream. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.